What up, Press Starters, to episode 94 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Jake Barros, and I am joined today by my very, very fellow... Does that make sense? I always say that, and then I wonder, does that actually make sense? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Let's go with it. My very, my very fellow gamer, Ewan Roxburgh. Hello and welcome, Jake. What's What's been going on? What's been going on? Uh, that's a great question. Went for a run. My legs really hurt. Um, All right. I don't know why. Is it has? Is it running weather in up in uh, no, the Gold nah. Coast at the moment, Brisbane? Gold Coast. Ah, <laughs> uh, some Queensland. I don't place, mess down I don't with those riffraffs. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty wet at the moment. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's wet here too. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's puddly. It's, like, it's not ideal, I, but I bring it up because it feels like I'm living in Brisbane right now. It's humid. It's humid in Melbourne. It's so oh, really? weird. Like we had a bunch of. Ra- I'm a winter person, right, Jake? Love winter. And I'm with you. Yeah, man. Like I just love rugging up with with jumpers and yes, jackets and whatnot, yes. um, and uh, hats and gloves and scarves and whatnot. Um, it's been cozy. And it rained. It rained. What day is it? It rained yesterday morning. So it rained Monday morning. Recording yeah. this on Tuesday night. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god. It's raining. It must be cold. I was so excited. Oh, like, I threw I all my that. windows open. Yeah. Like, put my jeans on. Like, fished around for a jacket. Went outside. It was still, like, yeah. 30 degrees. I couldn't believe it. Welcome same, to Brisbane. It was the exact same thing today. I did yeah. that. Actually, it must have been Monday as well. I Because um, we were walking. We catch the bus right to work. And Charlie's childcare is, like, along the way. So, I had her, like, strapped to me. And we were walking to childcare, and it was like already it was raining in the morning. It was like six o'clock, so I'm like, sweet. I got my jacket, got my jeans on, had a beanie on as well, because I'm like, why not? It's gonna be cold today. Um, mm. And then yeah, started walking, and I was like, oh my god, I nearly swore. And oh my god, like it was, I was sweating. <laughs> By the time I got to work, my black shirt, you could see sweat marks. Like that's Ugh. how much it was, just bad. I was like, yeah, nah, thanks weather for tricking me. Um, I was away during the summer, uh, and uh, I only bought, like, a few shirts of me, and I had to start reusing them, and I, like, exclusively wear white t-shirts, um, uh, and so I was having to, like, weigh shirt. It was just my mistake. I just didn't bring enough shirts. I was trying to keep my baggage low, because, you know, budget flights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, uh, and I just, like, had to wear each white t-shirt for two days in a row, and all of them went yellow, and I tried, like... <laughs> All sorts of bleach and oh. stain removers and stuff when we when we got back. Didn't save those shirts. Lucky you already have a girl, mate, because that's <laughs> yeah. gross. <laughs> that was thankfully she wasn't there as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you're a hat person, Jake, right? Like Love you hats. wear you wear your, your snapbacks and you're all yeah. really cool at the time. Love In winter, hats. do you swap them out for beanies? Um, I am a bit of a beanie person. I do love a good beanie. Um, there was one winter where I think every day I wore my beanie. Um, but I have like this good beanie. It's one of those like thin beanies. Um, yeah, that right. That kind of does that like Smurf thing at the back. Um, <laughs> what do you mean Smurf thing? You know how the Smurf hats have that like little bulge? Like on the end, they oh, kind of like flop yeah. down. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. what my beanie does. You mean um, say you're a hipster. You kind of wear it, yeah. Nah, I do the same. I, I feel like you've Sorry. seen me in my beanie. I feel like I wore it. That first time I came to Melbourne, or maybe you weren't there. No, I, I feel like you did. were in a hat. I feel like you were you were in know. character. I don't know. I'll take a picture <laughs> next time I'm wearing it. Send you one. Oh, how exciting! Yeah, 
it will be great. Should we, should we get? <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is like we've never had a conversation before, and it's like, how, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing I, fine. Yeah, I how's the weather going? We were actually doing <laughs> yeah. a video game podcast for yeah. a moment. I was just like, oh, uh, you and yeah, what have you been doing with your week? Uh, what shoes are you wearing? Yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Okay, let's move into things. So on this sh- on the show this week, we are going to be discussing some very great points, but let's just I'm not even going to read into those yet because I want to start out with Mass Effect. Uh, yeah. Some massive, massive, massive controversy and I guess uh, attacks against the animation and a lot of criticism on review scores and everything like that. Ewan, mm. I feel like you're up on the news with all of this. So do you want to just explain to the listeners <sighs> what are some of those animations and things that people are complaining about? Yeah, um, so I've been trying to stay up on the news with this as best as I can, but to be honest, it's been very, very fast moving. Um, so uh, it sort of came out um, a few days ahead of release of Mass Effect, or, or sorry, before the review embargo lifted, um, that there were some issues with the animations. Um, basically, the game was available earlier to some people through early access, or through, sorry, EA access, mm-hmm. Um and uh, and it was coming out that some of the animations, uh, and most specifically the facial animations, just didn't seem right, uh, and they seemed kind of below par, um, below expectations, and, and below the standards set by previous Mass Effect games. Um, videos and GIFs kind of like were being shared, um, doing some sort of comparisons, um, and, uh, and people previewing the game, sorry, and people previewing who had previewed the game and we're currently reviewing the game mm. um sort of shared a little bit of light on it as well basically sort of echoed the sentiment that was emerging um and then do you uh, do you want me to continue into like the sort of controversy the controversy uh, yeah yeah yeah, for sure. yeah so so for, so from after i think it was about a day or two after that emerged um people did some digging around on the internet like they do and they identified this woman whom had uh, supposed... This is where the, the, the facts start to get a bit grey mm. in my eyes. There's been some sort of conflicting information. Um, whom claimed or, or seemed to have claimed to have worked as a facial animator uh, with Bioware on the game. Um, and for whether that was true or not, whether she was associated with the company, which I should note, Bioware claimed that she did not well she was not associated with that that work on this particular game um she was sort of uh targeted um Mm. and and rather horrifically sort of abused online uh via twitter etc um and uh and very severely criticized um uh for the being like the cause of the animation faults of the game uh and it seemed kind of crazy and it was some of the commentary was just purely barbaric um being a female in the industry as well um i feel like she got it particularly bad you can just kind of imagine the sort of slander that was thrown her way um we've unfortunately seen it before uh and it was kind of heartbreaking to see like i thought as an industry we'd sort of progressed beyond that um but a lot of vitriol and a lot of hate and a lot of anger manifested itself in this particularly grotesque way um 
did you sort of like see some of the comments that people were throwing around Jake? And yeah, I'm actually sort of um, got reaction to it all. Yeah, I'm actually looking at some now. Um, so if you haven't seen them, we've got things like uh, tagged the girl in it. Uh, your facial expressions are shit. Um, feel free to beep that if you really want to, uh, Ewan. Uh, you know, you ruin Mass Effect. Hope you get fired ASAP. Uh, you are a shit animator, but at least you're hot. Like, all this kind of just, like, slander. And really, like, in all honesty, pretty repulsive behavior. Like like you said, I feel like we are way past this kind of thing that, you know, gamers don't need to be so immature about it and it's quite sad because a lot of these people sending in these comments are full-blown adults like come on guys adult a little bit better um if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all or share your opinion but do it in a way that's like respectable like you know it's no different for you know if you work in retail and someone has a go at you, it's like, you know, it's it's one of those things where everyone's trying to make their way in, in the world and do their job and do it to the best of their ability, um, you know, and not everyone's perfect. So, one, this girl doesn't even seem to be, well, once again, information, mismatch, whatever, um, but reports are this girl isn't the uh, the lead, I guess, facial animator. Um, so, all these comments really didn't need to be directed in her way but put my mm. foot down and they didn't really need to be directed to anyone and yeah and even even if she was associated with this even if she was a facial animator right let's assume she was that, mm. that's you cannot single out like one person as part no. of a developer uh, of, a, of a studio um, as the sole, like, cause and the responsible person behind, like, a particular fault in the game. Like, that's simply preposterous. Like, it is a, a team effort, uh, and you cannot pinpoint one person and target them in, in the manner that they did. Like, that's just despicable, really. And, I mean, um, what, what they might have come up with, and as they saw all the animations and everything, maybe they were like, yes, this is what we want it to look like. like I haven't actually seen any of you know, the exact ones, but I'm sure there's, like, massive glitches and whatnot. But even mm. still, like, it's like, do you like all the features of a car that comes out? Do you like all the features of a phone that comes out? No. Sometimes you're like, I hate that. Why did this company do that? Like, it's the same kind of thing here. You might not like a certain feature of a certain product, but, <laughs> like, let's not get too out of hand, guys. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to more of that later, but I, I think just the way that this was, like, so personal attack just really angered me and upset me. Um, I respect that people are entitled to their opinion. They're entitled to voicing criticism. Absolutely. Um, but you have to do it in a more constructive, respectful way. Um, a lot of the vitriol that was being targeted towards this poor woman was just unjustifiably nasty it was offensive it was just gross um it was plain rude uh and that's not the way to go about it that's not the kind of um behavior i think Mm. that we should tolerate within this industry at all like we all i think it when it comes down to it we all have this mutual sentiment, this mutual understanding that we want the industry to progress. We want to see games constantly improve. Um, you know, we we constantly want better and we expect better. Um, and sometimes it doesn't hit the bar. But if, we're, if that's like the way we're going to 
approach it, I like it's just gonna it's just gonna force people out of the business what we should be Absolutely. what we should be yeah what we should be doing is like just kind of approaching it and like hey in a more respectful constructively constructive way so that the next time they do something the next time they animate a game the next time they produce a game they can respond to that that feedback and improve upon it but instead we're just kind of bullying people out and i where like what's the point in that how does anybody benefit from that how does anybody win from that exactly but and there was a, there's a lot to discuss in mass effect so i don't want to linger on this point for too long yeah i i don't know it's just one of those things i wrote a tweet today about like it just blowing my mind the amount of hate that is surrounding this like even even james who wrote the review for us he enjoyed it he could get past those flaws he said that there are flaws and that you know they may impact i guess your enjoyment but for him you know he could get over that and good on him for being able to get past those things and still thoroughly enjoy the game and give it the score he did um, but even he, he's like been receiving comments being like, you're an idiot or the reviewer that did this has no idea what they're doing. Or, you know, even press start getting thrown like, oh, you must have been paid. You guys have lost integrity. It's like, seriously, like exactly like I said in my, my tweet, it's like, why are the haters, uh, commenting on something that they obviously don't like? It's like, if you don't like it, don't comment on it. Just move past it. You don't have to try and convince everyone to hate it as well. It's like, there will be people that like stuff that you don't like. Just that's yeah. what it's like in the world, guys. So, yeah. And and what it's like in the world right now is f- exactly the same is within the video game industry. You know, whenever anyone's got an opinion that's in contrary to your own, people feel like they've got to shut that down in mm. some of the most demeaning, disrespectful way, ways imaginable. Um the 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 criticism in to criticism i guess like the the reviews of the game <laughs> is um i feel like a separate problem entirely with with mass with mass effect um it, we weren't the only people that were receiving criticism for our for our oh, reviews absolutely um as far as it goes uh we actually reviewed the game out of out of the critics out there um far more positively um, than other than other outlets did. Uh, I'd like to stress as well that Jake and I have not played. I not played any Mass Effect. We did not write the review. We're just sort of reading the circumstances around it. Um, but like this game, and more specifically the reviews towards this game, are being criticised for being both too high and and too low. <laughs> um, you like you just can't win. Like. Uh, People have had accusations thrown against them for giving a higher score. That oh, they must have been must have been paid off. Um, you know, like EA have have paid the money to to give it a nine. Mm. It's like simply simply not true. Um, it's just I I don't feel like we need to even explain like how factually inaccurate that appears like why let's why would they be paying Prestart? You know, we do pretty well. I think Prestart we do a great job but in terms of like our our reach our like twitter followers oh, and our yeah. facebook followers no, whilst right. Im- impressive in their own right you know we're like being vastly outnumbered by certain other outlets Absolutely. out there why, why are they not paying, paying them off exactly um I mean, let's but, uh, be totally honest here. If we were getting paid by EA, I wouldn't be sitting in my bedroom right now doing a podcast. Like, let's I'm, just say I'm that. sat in my pajamas right now. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> I had some meager ink for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but uh but then like at the same time they're being criticized for going too low it's like this is a mass effect game how could you possibly give it such a low score and it's just you can't win either way it's totally crazy and it goes it forgets the fact that reviews are subjective they Absolutely. are opinions they are embedded within circumstances and, and context um i just like I, I i don't understand like if for james who reviewed it like clearly the animation issues weren't a, a major problem he he says in the review that he is a mass effect fan and for him it hit enough of the right beats that he had a really great time with it mm. and would would recommend people play the game um especially those that he says that are mass effect fans he's like i think you have something to benefit from this and you're going to enjoy it and that's why it felt like he felt like it warranted the score that it did uh and i'm 100 percent behind him on that Absolutely. Um, like I, I too have been on the receiving end of giving game scores that people felt was unjustified. Like I gave, I gave Firewatch a ten, which was vastly different to where where the, in the rest of the uh, the of of critics went. Um, it was generally reviewed much lower than that. Um, but I had my own reasons, and it affected me in a way that I'm not sure everyone else did, and it was very much entrenched in my personal circumstance and and my opinion um and people have their own opinions i I, again people have a right to voice that and but you have to consider like this is someone that's already spent a significant time with the game i doubt a lot of the people that were criticizing him have Mm -hmm. um and it's his own opinion, and you can't like shut that down in a disrespectful, offensive manner um, that has no regard for his. Um, it, well, it's just like insulting. A lot of it was just insulting. It was insulting to his intelligence. It was insulting to his credibility. It was well, insulting even just to his like artistic taste and that kind of thing too. Like, yeah. I mean, game like games are a form of artwork. Like. If you and me were in an art gallery and I looked at a f- picture, I was like, man, that's beautiful. And then you turn to me and be like, well, you're a complete idiot. Like, this is disgusting. How can you not see that? You must be so dumb. Like, mm. it's like, well, no, I obviously see something different that you see. And like, I enjoyed that painting more than you do. Like, it's it's just that simple. It's People are going to have different views on things. Mm. Um, you know, we could still have a very... Uh, uh, I guess, mature conversation of why I like it and why you don't like it. And then it's like, cool, wonderful. Like, we just had a great discussion. Like, how many times do we say on the podcast or on our in our content, like, you know, we love having conversations with our community and finding out everyone's opinion, whether or not it's uh, in agreement with what we're saying or in a disagreement. Like, we love seeing what people have to say because we do know that the gaming industry is a passionate one and that you know we are lovers of an art form that does hit everyone in different ways so Mm. you know i I think it's if anything like it is very disappointing when you do have something like this come about and there are a certain few and and i'm gonna say like a, a minority that you know really takes it into this really dark place that everyone's like, what the hell? Like, who are we as gamers and who are we as, as, as critics of these, of these artworks that we love like delving into? Like, it's Mm. just, yeah, it's sad to see really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I just think like the language is, is wrong. Um, again, like I, I want to stress that I have no grievance with, 
um, essentially was the freedom of freedom of speech, right? Like it's, absolutely uh, that um, entitlement you have to voice your opinion. Um, but there's a I feel like there's a right way and there's a wrong way to go about that, or, or maybe like a fair and an unjust way to go about that. Uh, I, and again, I want to stress, Jake, that I'm, I'm totally in regard, totally in agreement with you as regards to community engagement. That's that's of high importance to us here at Press Start. Um, I'm frequently asked to describe what Press Start is to people, and you know, like at cons, at you know, networking events, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I say is that we are uh, Australian gamers making content for other Australian gamers. Absolutely. Um, I think we're quite like a diverse collective of Australian gamers making content for Australian gamers. Um, and it's upsetting when people, yeah, just, just kind of, uh, demeaning, uh, disrespectful. I think like the conversation needs to start with, I found it interesting that you suggested this. What about this? Or have you considered this? Or, um, simply saying, I disagree as to your point, blah, blah, blah. Um, I instead believe this or something like that. Like it's just down to the minutiae of the language, honestly, mm. instead of going, um, just totally dismissing the opinions. Like this is a worth it. This is a waste of my time, whatever. Um, there's, there's no, like a lot of the time those attacks come without particularly highlighting, um, a fault that they see within the review or whatever. They're just kind of like, just statements made that aren't constructive in any way. And this is going um, to the criticism of review scores in, in, in generally. Uh, yeah. It's just like, there's no, there's no sort of constructive, there's no sort of respect. Um, there's no that chill. Particularly there's no, chill. no chill. Yeah. There's no, no chill at people all. People just need a, It's just a hundred and fifty percent straight down yeah. the barrel, punching <laughs> continuously in the face being like, Oh, I'm not going to stop. Yeah, that's it. Like, people do just need to sort of relax and step back and consider there's, you know, another human behind that computer screen and that keyboard. Um, If these conversations happened face-to-face, I'm sure they would have, like, a very different tone to them. Um, Mm. And and it's not not all uh, commentary is negative. I actually think, as far as the press start community goes, we have a very, very um, positive, uh, oh, constructive base. Absolutely. Um, you know, everyone's, no one's immune to it. At times it does happen. Um, but I think overwhelmingly our community has been very, very supportive indeed uh, and understand uh, and understand that's the problem. I, 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 and frankly, like I think a lot of people come to sites like ours to escape some of the negativity that surrounds larger outlets. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a good point. And I like, I... Especially when this kind of stuff has occurred and, and there are some of you where we've tweeted or, or shared uh, comments and you've replied and, you know, there are a lot of you that do jump on, um, you know, the social social sites when you do see some slander and say, oh, no, 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 you know, you know, these boys do what they do. They're good at it. Like, you know, it's nice having that backup. But, yeah, I absolutely agree. Like, we, we are fortunate to have a, a community that is quite positive that can... You know, there's plenty of times where we have conversations uh, with fellow press starters um, mm. where we do disagree. But there's mm. plenty of times where we share with each other, man, I had this awesome chat with such and such on Facebook. Uh, we didn't see eye to eye, but it was just really, really, you know, a great debate that we kind of had in a nice kind of way. Like, 
yeah, it's uh, it's really nice kind of having that community with there and, and nice seeing that, you know, that, I guess, base, that foundation of that engagement and community and that, like you said, we are gamers that uh, provide, I guess, information for Australian gamers. It's nice seeing that kind of foundation uh, spread across the community and, and everyone kind of having that, I guess, point of view when it does come to things that we post and if, you know, there are one or two maybe people that come in and give us some negativity. Um, it's nice seeing that kind of all the ninjas come out and be like, hey, like this is how it is. I don't I don't agree with this review either, but, you know, they're entitled to their opinion. Like that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I I think there's uh, there have been times um, when uh, – oh, l- 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 to, to give you an example, Jake, uh, Mad Mikey, friend on the show. Love Mad um, Mikey. My, my first interaction on, on him on Twitter – um, was him calling me out on on something I'd said, and and to be oh. fair, what I what I said was not was not fair. Um, and and uh, and we had a conversation, we had a dialogue on on Twitter, which isn't the easiest place to have a dialogue, but we managed to do it nonetheless. Uh, and we came to sort of understand each other's viewpoints. Uh, and subsequently, I had a change of heart, and I retracted the statement in the next episode and, and made an apology. Um, and I think that that's the benefit of having he he approached his conversation with me in a respectful um, intellectual way uh, and gave his reasoning as to why he felt the way he did uh, and and subsequently I was able to sort of sympathize with this position on where it's going from and realize that yes indeed I had made an error um, and I've had similar interactions with that with other people on Twitter like last week um, I forget who it was now but I, I credited someone um, I do whom you we'd, uh, we'd had a conversation with on Twitter and, and, and had this sort of really sort of positive conversation we didn't agree at the start and we didn't agree at the end but we were still able to have a conversation and at least see each other's perspectives um, and you know what? The next time when those two parties go away and they they produce a piece of content or they write a comment, um, they're going to take that lesson that they learned to that situation. And subsequently, both the the commentary we see on the internet and the content produced on the internet uh, internet is produced with a greater consideration of ev- all the stakeholders, all the people involved the entire audience. And it just gets better and it promotes a more positive place. And that doesn't happen when without like a level of respect, without sort of just some basic decency and humanity. Um, again, I think people are like switching onto that and it is gradually mm. improving. Um, but the sort of vitriol that surrounded Mass Effect's release and uh, these issues with animations and this poor woman that was targeted in the way that she was um, felt like a bit of a step backwards. Um, so I just hope that we can sort of learn from it, go, this isn't what we want. This isn't how we improve. This isn't how we get better games. This isn't how we get better content. This isn't how we get better conversations on the internet. Let's be better. Uh, um, and I, I, hope, love I hope I hope we're getting closer to that day. God, I was imagining you then up like on a presidential lectern <laughs> with the whole, you know, how they like point, but they hold their thumbs on their fists. They don't actually point because that's too aggressive. We will be better. We will do uh, this better. Yeah, I got told. I got told off in a high school debate once because I I brought a pen up with me, oh. and I was like waving this pen around aggressively, oh, and the adjudicator was like, oh, "I think you're gonna point poke someone's eye out with that pen. Like you shouldn't have brought that up." Uh, uh, Got to be careful. Classic. 
Well, um, look, we could probably talk on this topic for hours and hours. Um, sure. Let's be honest. Um, but while we it have is. a few minutes left, let's maybe just cover off some other news quickly. Yeah. We won't go let's too far into them. Um, but obviously, guys, uh, let us know what you think about all the Mass Effect kind of controversy. If you would like to have a nice discussion about it, then absolutely hit us up at Press Start AU, or even hit myself and you and up on our on our Twitters or socials if you want to as well. Um, always happy to have a respectful conversation. Absolutely, like we always say, we're open here. We love to chat. Yeah. Uh, um, moving on, though, let's have a quick discussion about, or maybe even just comments, about Assassin's Creed, right? So, a few months ago, a screenshot popped up online, a bit of a leaked one, uh, with the codename Assassin's Creed Empire. Um, mm. So, I think recently, a Swiss retailer put up a product page for Assassin's Creed Empire, suggesting that it will launch in the fourth quarter of this year. So, with that, we've got this codename, Ewan. I think there was some... Uh, information a while ago about it being set in Egypt. Where do you think it will yeah. be set? So, what I'm hoping... Tell I don't me. know if you know this about me, Jake, but I'm a I bit know. of a history a a bit of a history nut, right? I do know that. You're you a big nerd. Grew up... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, grew up reading a lot of horrible histories. Love it. Classic. Um, I'm hoping Empire refers to the Roman Empire, I which... I was thinking that. ...would, in theory, explain the Egypt connection, because... Well, drop some history. I don't, know yeah, what, I don't know this. Tell me. Well, the Romans had some influence in Egypt. I'm, I, I don't remember now if they outright invaded Egypt. I don't think they did. Um, but, you know, there was, like, Caesar and Cleopatra and that whole story... Um, I, I believe that's okay. I'm I'm not as much of a history nut as I claim wow. to be, right? It's been <laughs> it's been a while since since I studied. Oh, I read anything about the Roman history. Um, but you know, anyhow, they they were they had interests in Egypt. They had interests in and Greece, and obviously their empire spread all the way up through Europe and and into England as well. Interesting. I hope that is indeed the case. Like, I hope this kind of surrounds, like, uh, the Roman Empire sort of in their heyday or maybe even, like, towards the latter half when, like, the barbarians started eating away at parts of their empire or just sort of imploding in upon itself. Because that would be, like, awesome to have this Assassin's Creed narrative that could span co- continents and countries um, and, uh, and would sort of travel in and around all these areas, like just sort of the diversity of setting that that would allow, I think would be really, really cool. Um, whether or not that works in terms of like the whole Assassin's Creed lore though, because when does it, it starts with Altair during the Crusades, right? Well, I was about to say, Altair. I feel like they've so gone, th- I feel going like they've done Rome thingies, haven't they? I don't know if they have. They were in, Assassin's Creed 2 is in the Renaissance in, in, in Rome, but, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I feel like the Egypt connection, though, would connect Three somewhat with the original plot because I'm pretty sure Four all parts. those, like, when French it does those flashback things, it goes to Egypt. I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a while. But, um, yeah, yeah who knows? I feel like it would extend. I They'd find some way to get there if they wanted to, I'm sure. Um, yeah, but I hope it's the Roman Empire. That'd be really, really cool. Well, I guess we will find out. Who knows? Maybe in the fourth quarter of this year, uh, suggested is yeah. on I, this, this retailer, this but leak, we don't this know. This leak looks like it is, in fact, true. Like, the fact that you had this screenshot with the you Assassin's Creed Empire first. attached to it, and then, like, the retailer 
with Empire. Like, uh, it just, stars are aligning on this one, I think. And the fact that it leaks almost every time, anyhow, with Assassin's Creed, I reckon this is going to be the game we get in this year. We'll see it at E3, I'm sure. Prediction. Early E3 prediction right <laughs> Oh there. my god, he's calling it already! <laughs> <laughs> ah! um, final little topic. Uh, Pokemon. You love a bit of Pokemon, don't you? Uh, yeah, not as much as everyone, but... <laughs> sure. <laughs> not as much as the rest of the world. Well, there is suggestion that maybe we are getting a Pokemon game on the Switch. Uh, so the developer of Pokemon, Game Freak, has put up two job listings, uh, which, you know, certainly indicate that they may be working on a new Pokemon title for the Switch. So these listings do state that, well, it does state, quote, you'll be working on the production of an RPG game that is popular on a global sta- uh, scale and it's a title that just about anyone knows, a proposal that could be your future career. That pretty much sounds I like lo- Pokemon I love those quotes. Those are just the best. It's so vague, but also to like... advertise like a, a job opportunity. It's so great. It's like um, great popularity and great future career. That is what yeah. you want. Um, at, what are you, what at are you th- Game Freak, like what else can it be? Um, yeah. And obviously, and the platform that it was attached to was also a console. So you just got to assume that this is a Pokemon game on the uh, Nintendo Switch, I think. Um, but yeah, like Jake, what, what kind of Pokemon game do you think would work on the Switch? I was thinking about this a while ago. Well, not a while ago, like a few weeks ago. Like the Switch has only just come out. Um, mm. They that I'm like, what is the, what is the next Pokemon game going to be like, right? You've now got this this console that's both portable and at home, like they've got to come up with this like cool new concept of what Pokemon will be. Will we see like a breath of the wild version of Pokemon? You know, this full open world RPG style. That would be cool. That would Mm. be cool. Because we've never, we've never seen that before. No, no. Um, Yeah. I hope they sort of exploit the portability in, in some sort of way. Um, it's not like a, a 3G connected device, so I I don't think you're going to see anything like quite to the extent of Pokemon Go or anything like that. Um, but if there's like some sort of way that the devices can connect together and sort of battle Pokemon in that sort of way, mm. um, I'm thinking like back to that Nintendo Switch ad where there's like the people gathered around yeah, the picnic yeah, table yeah. in a park and they're like playing Mario Kart against each other or something. Um. I can sort of like imagine like street fights kind of like that with Pokemon. Um, oh, that'd be cool. I think it it makes sense to sort of combine older sort of properties and everything onto this one console. I I think that the fact that this is sort of a hybrid portable home console, um, according to their own marketing, mm. um, that it does sort of lend its... If a Nintendo situation, it does kind of lend itself to them sort of stepping away from the 3DS to some degree, bringing over some of those more traditional sort of 3DS titles and and really making their focus the Switch. Um, and I'm excited to see, like, what that's going to mean for the caliber of its, uh, of its lineup. Uh, I think, like, a full sort of fleshed-out Pokemon game on it that's both, you know, portable and home console that has a significant amount of power. Well, I say significant amount of power to it, more than sort of Pokemon games have been used to. Um, mm. Could be really, really exciting for the game. Yeah, I agree. As long as, long as they do something new, 
I'd mm. love, I love like a whole new kind of Pokemon game we've never seen before. I don't want like a, just another Pokemon Stadium or just another kind of Pokemon that we've seen on, on the DS or Game Boys and things like that. I want something new. Um, and they've got a good opportunity now that they do have this hybrid console that it's this portable device that plays in, what, 720 HD? Like, you know, pump that. Pump that like so hard. Mm. You can do it. Um, but that would be cool. But once again, we'll just have to see. Maybe, I, I don't know. Why don't I call it out? E3. They're going to show something at E3. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> if, they're, if they're having people apply for jobs at the moment, I but, don't know. <laughs> mate, mate, don't. Just don't, okay? I want, you're going to have something. to forgive me a bit here, Jake, but mm. has there been like a core Pokemon game on a console? I can't think of any. Like, no, like I don't I know think there's like There's been a, kind of... There's extensions been, onto console. Um, all I, uh, all I, rem- yeah, I don't think that it's been like a main core. Like I'm thinking about back like Nintendo 64 days, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Snap. Uh, recently, that tournament, yeah, yeah Pokemon, like what I'm thinking Pokemon of. tournament, is it? Pokemon, yeah, Pokemon tournament. Yeah, um, but no, no, like no, like 3ds style game. Yeah, um, that we're used to. Mm. So that's yeah. what, that's what I'm thinking. Like needs to exist in some sort of like yeah. sleek, polished way on the Absolutely. Switch. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? It's up to that. Yeah, look, looking look forward, forward to that one. Let us know uh, what you guys think. What would you like to see the next Pokemon game be on the Switch? Um, I'm sure there's plenty of you right now getting super excited with all your ideas. So definitely let us know. But how about with that, we bring an end to what was episode 94 of the Starcast. Obviously, subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice. All you need to do is search the Starcast. It is that easy. Uh, also, what is easy, you should follow, be following us on social media as well, on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, whatever else. We... We were putting out Spotify playlists. Are they still happening? Uh, y- y- no. Yeah, <laughs> yes, wonderful. They are. Don't we, do that. We, <laughs> no, we are hoping to do more of those, but we just uh, inspiration hasn't struck, and, and time is obviously an issue as well. <sighs> That's okay. They'll come. They'll come. But uh, yeah. either way, follow us on all those social pipes at pressstartau, and obviously visit the site at pressstart.com.au. Uh, you can join us, uh, join the conversation by tweeting us pressstartau, uh, as well as using the hashtag thestartcast. And like I said before, any conversations you want to have with us personally, you can do so as well. So you can do that with me, Jake Barros, on my Twitter or on my Instagram at underscore Jake Barros, B-A-R-R-O-S. And joining us today was the lovely Ewan Roxburgh. Thank you very much uh, once again, Jake. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Um, thanks for putting up with my rant today. I hope it was somewhat somewhat made sense. Um, you know what, just, mate? Uh, I, I applaud your rant. Maybe I don't <laughs> disagree with it, but we can have that conversation uh, <laughs> in a great way. That's it. That's it. A nice, respectful, constructive conversation. Let's do it. Let's have them each and every day. Um. I want to try something as well. Um, did yeah, you, okay. Did you say your Twitter handle already? Yes. Yeah. Um, anyone listening, tweet us. I want to. I just, I'm so fascinated to know actually who who listens and how many. So I don't know. Tweet us. What's a good emoji, Ewan? Tweet us the microphone. That makes sense. Podcast. Just tweet it. Tweet us a microphone emoji. Just, let's just try this out. Why not? Or right. just just put it on anything that has 
our handles, really. Instagram, I love Twitter. this little section of like random dialogue we have <laughs> after after doing like our personal conclusions. Like last last week we were talking about your Instagram story. There's really kind of quality content, and I worry that some people go, "Ah, oh, they're they're doing their little outro spiel now. I'm going to switch they the need podcast off. Skip over thing. to the next one." Yeah. And no. there's always there's always this like little section of just absolute garbage that we talk. <laughs> garbage. <laughs> this stuff I'm is sorry. gold, right? God, it is. That's it's, why people it's need great. to listen to. This is, we kind of we kind of let our hair down at the end here, and just kind of say whatever the hell we want. We're like, yeah, job's complete. Woo! What's it doing? Yeah. I think um, I've decided that I'm not going to beep out the swear words now because um nice. they don't do that over on on Headshot or. Or no, Rubbercock, any of those other podcasts that Man, we do here at Presta, because which we never... We should pimp those a bit more, actually. We're not oh, yeah, very we good at promoting... Yeah. That's because those streamers, they're just badass. They're, they're used to being live, and whatever goes, goes, you know? Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, they're true professionals. Yeah, this is true. We're, these, <laughs> we're, we're still just these kids ranting about nothing at the end of our podcast, so... In our, in our pajamas. In our pajamas, that's right. Um, <laughs> speaking of pajamas, we should go to bed. Well, not together. We should. But, I mean, like, anyway. I'll get on the plane. Oh, that'd be right nice. Right there. All right. Well, thanks for, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for tuning in, guys. And until the next time, happy gaming. Adios. Adios.